joined on the Country Sport Breakfast today by Fraser Winneray, Chief Operating Officer at Fonterra. Morning, Fraser. Yeah, morning, Brian. Hello to you and, and the good people listening today. OK, let's talk about uh, the government setting to announce uh, its emissions reduction plan. How's, how's Fonterra going with its initiatives to reduce its emissions? Yeah, well, there's a lot going on in the emissions space at the moment. We've got that, as you said, the emissions reduction plan will outline how New Zealand reached climate targets as a country. Now, agricultural emissions, of course, that's been covered in the work done with Hewaki Ekenoa. Uh, and that's, you know, it's an important bit of work because New Zealand has a competitive advantage here across agriculture. And we certainly don't want to squander that now that the world's starting to uh, price carbon. Um, you know, some Fonterra's got its part to play, obviously. We aspire to be net zero in 2050. Uh, we'll come back to on-farm shortly, but off-farm is 9% of our end-to-end emissions, and that's you know, largely taken up with coal, diesel and gas. Uh, and with all of that off-farm activity, just for context, that adds up to about half the national airline. So quite a bit of emissions to remove there. But we've, we've identified how we're getting off the coal piece, which is half of it, by 2037, majority by um, 2030. And then on the on the diesel piece, which is about tankering, of course, we've got our first electric tanker getting made and other electric vehicles coming into the fleet, uh, taking advantage that electricity is, is cheaper than diesel. Uh, so, and then on the gas side, replacement's further away, but we're looking at some very interesting technologies there. So a whole range of things off farm to basically address those three big uh, non-renewable fuel sources over time. Well, let's talk about on-farm now, the on-farm emissions. Uh, that seems to be where most of the dairy industry's emissions are coming from. Yeah, that's about 90% of it. As I said, we've, New Zealand's got a competitive advantage in this, and we certainly don't want to squander it because other countries are, are moving on that space. We, where we are in terms of our emissions profile in New Zealand, it's a bit harder to crack because what we're talking about is biology here, Brian, uh, not physical processes like we might do at the factory. And biolog- biological systems are, by the definition, you know, they're created by nature and they're very complex. So we've got a number of uh, initiatives there to to um, to try and understand how we can shift that biological process, but not quite the same as just substituting out of cold water. Um, so Fonterra supports that. Hiwaki Ekenawa, as I mentioned, delivering a, uh, uh, the, the program and that partnership between prime ministry, government, Etc., and that'll provide recommendations to the government by the end of this month on a practical and effective pathway to reduce agricultural emissions and make it even more competitive relative to the rest of the world. Um, we also, of course, at the co op, offer our farmers uh, the on farm emissions reports and farm environmental plans, uh, which continue to roll out. And they're a really important structure for making sure that people can be informed firstly about what's the position they're at in in terms of carbon and then what's what's the next best thing for them to do if they'd like to reduce that further you know there'll be some more innovation on a farm level for meeting these emissions targets but that'll be nothing new to farmers who have been innovating since they arrived in New Zealand Um, and you go to field days Brian and you can see it's just a technology wonderland these days so I think there's going to be a lot of new tools to help with the uh, the on-farm journey. Yeah, look forward to field days in November now. Hey, what about uh, your methane mitigation initiatives? What kind of impact are they likely to have? Yeah, so we don't think, as we mentioned before, there'll be any one silver bullet. But in combination, some of these, in and of themselves, they can reduce, we're hoping they'll reduce, you know, uh, either single-digit or double-digit percentages uh, across a range of different ways for 
obviously what we're trying to crack is pasture-fed, fed free-range cows. And that's quite a different proposition to sort of having cows stuck in a shed, which is the uh, typical farming model in many other countries. We're quite unique. So we've got to get these things to work for uh, the cows roaming around and enjoying eating grass, which is actually just water and sunlight and, um, and atmospheric carbon. Um, so we, we need to get the solutions uh, to work in the paddock. So uh, we talked about um, on the show last week expanding the trial that uses asparagosis uh, seaweed as part of dairy cow's feed. Um, we've got the cow butcher trials uh, for our second trial running that's getting underway now with calves to try and set up the, the biota in the, in the rumen uh, the right way from when the calf is born uh, so that it can actually have less emissions and that's looking positive. And we're also working with Royal DSM, um, which is a global science-based company on whether their feed, feed additive product uh, can reduce um, emissions. And again, as I say, the pasture-fed free-range system that we operate here. So. Quite a few different things. We're not sure which one and in which combinations will be most effective. And there's even more things besides that that we're working on um, to try and keep furthering our competitive advantage in low-carbon nutrition for the world. Nice positive news coming out of Fonterra. Fraser, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Brian.